What up, Justin? You look like you're asleep already at the wheel, man. What's wrong with you? Listen, 2020 has been one hell of a year. It's been a terrible year, like the worst year in world history. But there's one thing that remains constant, Saul. <laughs> and you know exactly what I'm talking about, and that is the damn Chargers finding a way to lose a close <laughs> game once again. Death taxes and the Chargers losing close football games. The Chargers losing close football games, the Lions losing close football games, and the Falcons blowing big leads. That's what the one constant is. Hey, Total BS Podcast, let's get it. Your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just part of the program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You're not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us. Yo, your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You're not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us. Yo, so uh, let's get to it. It's going to be a pretty packed show. We're going to talk NFL. Yes. We're going to talk NBA. But before we get to any of that, we have one league that's already in their final, uh, their championship you know, uh, set of games, if you will. And that's obviously the Stanley Cup final. And uh, you know, so two good teams, the Tampa Bay Lightning taking on the Dallas Stars. And last night was game one. So we decided to bring on a special guest, Marissa and Jimmy who is a, a, a freelancer slash a free agent and uh, used to cover um, a lot of hockey for the Boston Herald and other outlets, has worked for ESPNW as well. Um, so welcome to the show, Marissa. Hello. Thanks for having me. Marissa, I mean, let's just get to it. You know, Dallas is the biggest a-hole team in the league, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I say that as a Coyotes fan. Uh, uh, okay. and, and they definitely came out and they showed what kind of physicality they are all about in game one, didn't they? Yeah, they have that team at Destiny Field, don't they? And, I mean, just Western Conference hockey is so different than Eastern Conference hockey. Like, people associate the Eastern Conference as super tough and everything because – well, the Bruins like historically have been or the Flyers historically, the Broad Street Bullies or whatever. But the Western Conference is as hard hitting as anything in hockey. And the last few years, you can argue even more so. We saw that last year was the Blues. They out hit the Bruins in the cup final and everyone thought, oh, the Bruins need to go hit everyone now, which wasn't the approach in my opinion. But now we're seeing Tampa having to face a team that's unlike any team they faced before. The Bruins are a finesse team disguised as a tough team. Uh, it's just, it's a different world that the Lightning have to deal with now. And I, I think they were in for a surprise a little bit. Also, let's uh, take into account as well that they had way less less, than da- uh, less rest than Dallas did. Dallas had like five days off and Tampa came in after a grueling series against the Islanders who are arguably the toughest, most physical, just annoying team to play against in the East. So not too surprising in game one, but um, it's still a long series yet. If you were a betting man last year, you probably lost a lot of money on the Tampa Bay Lightning losing that first <laughs> round to Columbus. Nobody saw that coming. Even me, not being much of a hockey guy, like I was expecting Tampa Bay to go far in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But what makes this team different this year and what, what's been clicking for them? First of all, I'm the only person I know who picked Columbus to win that series because I just had a thing for Columbus <laughs> and I thought they were going to be the Bruins too, and then they didn't. Um, so a little I don't get flexed. Enough- I don't yeah. get enough credit for that. Yeah. It's like I, I saw I saw what Columbus had. Um, but yeah, I mean it feels like this Tampa team's way more mentally tough. Like last year, Tampa, they went up in the first period of the first game against Columbus. Columbus came back and then that was it. Like I think Tampa I don't know if Tampa had a lead the rest of that series. I think they might have, but like not for too long. Like that was just Columbus's series from there. They were 
I mean, John Tortorella team, always a pretty mentally tough team. And Tampa, like, there was a lot of questions about that this year, and it was fair. And it really felt like once they overcame the Blue Jackets, like, that was it for them. They have morphed into what they've supposed to be since 2015 when they were in the cup final and lost. Like, they've really just taken that next step now. And they've done all this without Steven Stamkos, too, which is wild. And some of that is your trade deadline acquisitions, like Blake Coleman, just like what a hell of a move it was. I don't know if I can swear or not, or if that's just. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go for it. I don't know. One time I was broadcasting a hockey game and they said, oh, hell of a goal. And I got in trouble. So who knows? (laughs) Um, But yeah, that was like a great move bringing in Blake Coleman. I thought the Bruins could have made. I actually like wrote a column the day he got traded of, oh, the Bruins should make a move for him. And then he got traded and I had to like delete my whole column. Um, but like <laughs> just good work from Tampa, from their front office to build this team. And again, without Stamkos to be here, like it's crazy what they've accomplished so far. And I mean, down one, nothing, that's nothing to a team like that. So, I mean, what kind of adjustments do you expect them to try to make, uh, going from game one to game two then? Well, if it's anything like last year's cup final, the Bruins decided to go heavier for a long time until finally adjusting for a more finesse lineup in game six by putting Carson Coleman and taking David Backus out. I thought that was like way too late to make that move. But Tampa's a team where they're a little more finesse to begin with. So if I were them, I would try to just outskate Dallas. And Dallas has a great top line. They're very fast with Jamie Benn, with Tyler Sagan and everything. But Tampa's still a faster team. They're a team that can just dominate on offense, on the power play, even without Stamco. So for them, special teams is important. It, it feels like special teams makes or breaks games in the postseason as it is. And my cat just jumped up on me. So if you see like a tail, that's what's going on there. Um <laughs> But yeah, like they can't get caught up in trying to out hit, out physical, because when you take your eyes off the puck, when you leave to play, that's when it can become more disastrous. And I think uh, sometimes we saw that with the Bruins last year, a little bit in the cup final, they kind of started to get away from their game and do stuff like that. So I think Tampa has the personnel where they don't have to worry too much about that, but that would be a mistake they would make. One thing that's been interesting about sports coming back during a global pandemic is no fans. What's it like? seeing that atmosphere when usually a Stanley cup is filled to the brim. It's loud. It's chaotic. What's it like seeing the atmosphere? Yeah. I mean, it's super weird. Um, I think they've done a pretty good job making it like quote unquote normal as they can. Like they're doing their best. And I think the bubble system has obviously worked. Like I had my doubts going into it and there's still like questions about the ethicalness of all it or whatever, but just in, in a vacuum from a pure hockey standpoint, they've done a really good job. Like everyone's safe. Everyone's healthy as of now. Uh, the Edmonton bubble, I know there were like some complaints. It wasn't as cool as the Toronto bubble or whatever at first, but it seems to be going fine right now. Um, but yeah, it, it's weird just like not seeing like the crowd going wild. Like one of the memories that's going to stick with me forever being a hockey writer was last year before game seven, Chara getting a standing ovation, playing with a broken jaw. And just like, I've never been around a crowd. that was so wild and just like crazy and loud like that before. So uh it's a lot different like a year plus later watching in a bubble in Edmonton with no one there like even their families can't get in so it's weird but like given the circumstances like it's not bad how do you think the bubble has gone in terms of the way the NHL maybe anticipated how it would go versus how it actually has has been executed I don't think they can complain right like according to their like self-reporting everyone's safe everyone's healthy only one player Tuka Rask went home um, so everyone's pretty much wanted to be there. Um, and again, like something like this, the top priority is keeping everyone safe and they've done that. So like, can't really complain. And the quality of play has been good. Seemed a little choppy early on, but they got out of that rut pretty quickly. And the games have been great. I mean, I'm a little biased just being like a super hockey nerd, 
But I feel like the NHL's return to play has been the smoothest and the most entertaining product out of all of them so far. Has the playoffs worked out the way you thought it would, or are there teams that could have benefited from playing normal playoffs? I mean, everyone here will have you believe the Bruins got screwed and the NHL is out to get them and they won the President's <laughs> Cup, so they just should be awarded the Stanley Cup already. And then they went out to the round robin and lost four games and three games in a row and didn't look too good. And then they struggled in the first round for a bit. So uh, that's definitely a team that would have benefited from a normal playoff. Um, but for the most part, like not a ton of surprises. I guess Dallas is a surprise, but that's a team that before they started out so poorly in a regular season, they were projected to go really far. Like people thought Dallas was going to be really good. And then they really struggled out of the gate. And then they fired their coach and Rick Bowness came in. They've done a great job since. So like a surprise, but probably not as big of a surprise as people are acting like they are. Um, and then, of course, the Islanders getting to the Eastern Conference final. I don't think anyone expected that. Uh, the Islanders like had their runs during the regular season, but they also were dropping off pretty dramatically at times. Um, and like the Islanders and Stars are very similar in the sense that they were very defensive-minded teams, and they got their offense going, and they went pretty far. But uh, I mean, Tampa's there. I can't like anyone saying that is surprised. It's just like lying. Um, but for the most part, yeah. I mean, the Penguins not making it, I guess, is a surprise too. But it's hockey. It's the playoffs. Anything can happen. Absolutely. Well, anything can happen, and that's the theme of our next little segment. We are going to play some trivia between you and Justin to see who's got the bigger hockey brain. I already know the answer to this, but here we go. Let's do that first, hockey. First question. The goalie. This goalie began his career with Edmonton at 19 years old. Any guess? Do, do we get an era? Uh, it's actually been in the last two decades. Oh, okay. Uh, past two decades, huh? He's been playing so, for a while. I'm thinking. Uh, oh, he's, he's still active. Uh, I I think that that's gonna give it away. So I'm not gonna say. It. Ooh, this is tough. Thinking not, like not multiple choice. No, no, no multiple choice. Tell me a bone. <laughs> we should get a hint here. Uh, ooh. His name he is Jonathan Quick. He's also played for St. Louis. Oh, Jesus. Uh, not Yaroslav Halak. He wasn't on Edmonton. But my mind went to him for Blues goalie. Jake Allen's too young. Can I phone a friend? I, I think I, I, I'm I pretty sure he played for St. Louis. Grant Fuhrer. Oh. Well, Grant Fuhrer. Okay. I, I stumped you both on that I'm one. I'm too young for that. <laughs> All right. Oh, second man. question. The New Jersey Devils played where before 1982? Kansas City Scouts and the Colorado Rockies. Justin, we're looking for an actual city. Oh, city? Well, then Denver or Kansas City. Which so, one is it? So which one, which one is it? No, it's both. They became both of them. They were the Kansas City Scouts for one year, and then they became the Colorado Rockies, and now they're the Devils. Yes, she's right. She got it. She, she beat got me. Okay. She beat you. Yeah, okay. we're even close. I have a Kansas City <laughs> Scouts hat, and it's like my most precious hockey possession. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is the area in front of the goalie called? Uh, Marissa, just let, let's let's okay. let's give Justin a shot to, to answer this. <laughs> the goalie zone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goalie. Uh, it's his house. <laughs> that is a no, Justin. Okay. <laughs> Marissa? Am I allowed to guess? Okay, yeah, yeah, the, cre yeah. the crease. The crease, yeah. The crease, okay. <laughs> I didn't oh, know this was going to be, hey, 
let's expose Justin. Oh, hey, this is this is expose Justin because he's an LA fan. So the LA Kings oh. won the cup in 2014. But prior to then, how many Stanley Cups have they won? Two. Two is before two? 2014? Yes, two. Uh Marissa? You're the Kings fan. I'll let you have it. Yeah, that's a no. It's not ah! two. <laughs> It's, okay. it, it's one. It's only one. Yeah. Two, oh. 2012. In my buddy. head, I could only remember one, but I was like, I, I, I can't remember like the 90s, so maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> the 90s weren't all that great, except for you know Wayne Gretzky for a little bit there. So, all right, final question: Wayne Gretzky, as we were speaking, uh, holds the NHL record for most goals in a season with how many? So obviously, you're not mm-hmm. going to get the exact answer. So just give me. Give me a, a, an estimated guess. I don't pay attention to numbers because I don't care about them. Uh, <laughs> goals. Like 70. Okay, Six, 70. 69. <sighs> that is incorrect. You lose by a dollar, sir. It is 92. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, man. 92. This guy averaged over See, a goal a game. I wanted to guess something like that, and then I'm like, I'm going to sound like an idiot. First of all, that I don't know exact <laughs> numbers because I just, like, it doesn't affect hockey today. I don't care. And 92 is just insane. It's insane. It, that's why he's the GOAT. Fully believe uh, it, though. <laughs> but, uh, Marissa, we thank you so much for joining us on the Total BS <laughs> podcast and, and spitting your hockey knowledge. And uh, best of luck in the future. She's thank a free you. agent, folks. So if you know anybody that's looking for a great writer, here she is, right, right, live and in living color. You can also follow her on Twitter at, at Marissa underscore in Jimmy. That's a- M-A-R-I-S-A underscore I-N-G-E-M-I. Correct? One R, one S, yes. Yes, there we go. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter. She's a great follow, uh, so I would highly recommend her. Marissa, thank, thank you, you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Marissa. Yeah, thank you. All right. All right, that's Marissa and Jimmy, and we we appreciate her coming on. Uh, you know, talented, smart. She she knows her her shit. She's uh, fantastic. Uh, so I'm glad that she was able to to come on and, and share a little hockey knowledge. Do that hockey. Do that hockey. And I, I need to study up on my – <laughs> on my hockey knowledge, man. I need like like <laughs> hockey for dummies <laughs> 101. All right. Well, the NFL is under underway. Obviously, week two started today. But before we get to then, Justin, my man, you got the hat on. Give me the update. What's the score of the Lakers versus the Nuggets as we speak right now? <laughs> 105, 103. <laughs> 105. They won? Yeah, 105, Ooh. 103. So the Lakers went up by eight with about three minutes left. And I had my eyes on that score. And once I saw they went up by eight, I thought, okay, LeBron's going to figure out a way to close them out. AD is going to be just fine. But the Nuggets made it very interesting. The thing about the Nuggets, and this is the – They don't go down. They don't go down without a fight. And they make solid adjustments from game to game. And they showed that in the last two series. So Lakers fans, I know you guys all think you're out of the woods, but you're not out of the woods yet, okay? Not yet. But not yet. Let's move along. The Celtics, they are up or they're down two to one after coming back and finally winning a game in their, their series. But we will get to that later. Uh, well, let's go ahead and quickly run through all the NFL games today. Quickly, let's not go on to like five minute tangents on one specific game, especially some of these games are just kind of whack. Just give me a one liner and let's get the hell out. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we'll, We'll start down in Tampa Bay as uh, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers finally get off uh, and get their first win of the season. T- uh, Tom Brady and company doing their thing, uh, 31-17 over the Carolina Panthers. What were your overall impressions of that one? Leonard Fournette is a bad man. Looked very solid uh, today. I'm kicking myself. I had the chance to get him in my fantasy league, but 
man, the Buccaneers, they looked really solid. Um, the Panthers, Christian McCaffrey going down. It, it seemed like every important player went down today. There's and, a theme that we're about to see in all these games, and that, and that's one of them for sure. Yeah, that's one of them. But <clears throat> we'll see what the Panthers do, how they bounce back. But it's good to see the Bucs get, get on the winning side. I don't know, man. I'm kind of feeling like the Panthers are on that Trevor Lawrence watch. Um, mm. I, I just, I just, I have that feeling and he's a Carolina guy, you know, Clemson's in South Carolina. So, you know, if they kept it in the family, yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me, but yeah, they're Oh, and two, the bucks are now one and one and the, the saints, uh, are the lone team atop of the division for right now. And then we have the giants who lost in Chicago. You know, the way this game started off, Mitchell Trubisky looked like he was going to set the world on fire. And then he kind of slowed down. <clears throat> Unfortunately for the Giants, they did lose Saquon Barkley. He was carted off the field. And uh, there goes your number one pick in the fantasy football draft and a lot of other people's number one pick. Uh, and the Bears were able to hang on. Uh, they Again, it's like the typical kind of bear way. Like they just find a way to win those ugly games. And yeah. I don't know how they do it. I honestly I don't, don't. I don't know how either. And you know me, Saul. I'm on the Nick Foles train. I want the Bears <laughs> to start Nick Foles. Obviously, a U of A guy, but I mean, they're paying this guy $18 million to hold the clipboard on the sideline. He's a when great insurance policy. When they could have went out and got a guy like Cam Newton, who's doing work right now for the New England Patriots. Um, Bears, like you said, they find a way to win ugly games. But Saquon Barkley, it, we it, these two games, the first two games that we talked about, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, they went one and two in the Total BS Podcast Fantasy Football Draft. And now the Giants fear that uh, Saquon tore an ACL. Yeah, and the worst part about it is is the play, the his last play that he was in. He should have been took, out. He took a hit, and he, he looked like he hyperextended his elbow, went off to the sideline. Then he comes back in and then takes that hit, and he's just like, oh, man. It, it's like it's almost like predetermined destiny that he was going to get hurt. You know what I mean? It's just – it's sad. And and Saquon's been banged up the last, you know, the last year. And, uh, you know, so let, let's let's pray for the best for that guy. Absolutely. Uh, the game of the day, <laughs> without a doubt, without a doubt. I don't even need to put stats. We just know <laughs> we just know Dak brought the team back. But the Falcons, Falcon, they did it in the wow. Super Bowl of 28 to three. They did it today. They were up 39 to 30 and had a chance to put that game away. And Julio Jones drops a major major easy pass in the end zone and that would have sealed it but no and then to make matters worse when the cowboys scored if you didn't see the highlight i don't know where the hell you've been hiding all day but the cowboys kicked an onside kick and most people most teams they try to hit that 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 bounce and the high you know hop <clears throat> not not this kicker he just kind of dribbled it down and it just kind of drifted towards that 10-yard marker. And the Falcons just wouldn't jump on the ball. They were boxing out the Cowboys players. Yeah. Like, dude, it's an outside kick. It's a live ball. As soon as that thing goes across the, the Ten marker, yard line. Yep. The, they're going to hop on it. But yep. see, that doesn't affect you guys. You're the receiving team. If the ball's yeah. right it's there like a, and you see free, it. It's a free opportunity. Hop on it. Because free guess what? If it's at like the, the, the seven or eight-yard mark, you can still get on it. And it's yep. not going to affect you. It's just the Cowboys can't touch it. Man, just, and oh, it was just, uh, I mean, just fire the whole squad. I got Atlanta Falcon fans that that follow, <clears throat> that I follow each, uh, we follow each other on Twitter and on Facebook. And it was like, 
Armageddon out there today. He had a bad. twenty to zero lead. They were killing 20 them. Twenty to zero, killing them. Dallas had no business winning that game, and they still found a way. And I don't want to hear that it was all. It was because they played the Falcons. That that's the only reason why they won that game, <laughs> or the Lions. They, if it would, if they would have played either one of those two teams, or the Chargers, if they would have played any one of those three teams, they would have found a way to to win that game. But if they played anybody else. That would not have happened. So, uh, man, that w- that was truly a remarkable game. Um, so let's go ahead and go over to this other team, the Lions in Green Bay. They also had a double-digit lead. Um, I think they're like the first team in, in NFL history to have double-digit leads in their last like five or six games and lose them all. Yeah. Just crazy. It's terrible. And Matt Patricia being this defensive minded coach coming over from New England, you all thought, you know, he was going to turn around the Detroit Lions. I'm not sure if there's a Bill Belichick coach in the league right now that's actually having a little bit of success. It only seems like Mike Vrabel is is the only guy. Uh, I'm not saying fire Matt Patricia because there's still a whole lot of season to be played, but my goodness, when I wa- when I watched highlights of Green Bay Detroit, the first thing that I thought, Devontae Adams is probably the crispest, most crisp route runner in, in football right now. I mean, everything he does is just so on point, and he is such a playmaker. To see him and, and Aaron Rodgers, that bad man, as our guy Stephen A says, man, it's going to be fun to watch this uh, Justin, Green Bay Packers this year. What's Justin, up? I have to give you an update on that Denver-LA game. Shut do up. You know, do you know how the Lakers won? No. Anthony Davis three-pointer at the buzzer. Oh, thank gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank gosh. I was just now looking at that on my alerts. Are you kidding me right now? Oh, what a way to lose if you're Denver. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, yeah, Packers are good. The Lions aren't. We'll move on. <laughs> so uh, the Titans, actually, this game was pretty entertaining. Uh, the Titans kind of jumped out to an early lead as well. And then um, Jacksonville battled back. Gardner Minshew, man, people might want to keep downing him, but that guy can play. He finds a way to keep his team in the ball game. He doesn't make big mistakes. He did have two interceptions today. But, man, it, it, that game was very entertaining. Jacksonville might make some noise in the South. It might make some noise in the South because the Texans are 0-2. Tennessee's the only team that's to 2-0. And then the Colts and the Jags are both uh, one and one. And the Jags are actually ahead of the Colts because they beat the Colts last week. Um, and so, yeah, man, that's that's an interesting team, Jacksonville. They You just never know what you're going to get with them. This is a team that I think is also on Trevor Lawrence watch. Now, hear me out. I like, I like Gardner Minshew a lot. If he performs well, could this possibly become trade bait for somebody else but if he doesn't perform well you have an opening spot at quarterback i don't think it's gonna matter because i don't think they're gonna have a bad enough record to match the panthers i think the panthers are the worst team in the league yeah i saw Uh, the the jets the jets jets the jets Jets are fucking terrible and and they're definitely not getting a quarterback because they got sam darnold have you Um, seen sam darnold play they should get a quarterback (laughs) one of the best uh comparisons i've ever seen for sam darnold is that he looks like a lego fireman 
<laughs> he does look like a Lego fireman. That's funny. But, anyway, but Titans, another team that wins an ugly game. Yeah, but not- I mean, that's that's their DNA, though. You know, they run the ball very well. Um, Tannehill is a great manager. Um, he hit his tight end a couple times today. If you don't have him on your fantasy team, you might want to look up because I'm sure he's a free agent and he balled out today. So um, I forgot what his name is, but four touchdown passes um, looked really good today. Didn't make any big mistakes, kept his team in the ball game, and they won by three. And he needed to do every little bit of that. Another team that's kind of falling apart, the Minnesota Vikings are just not very good all of a sudden. You know, they look like they could compete with the Packers prior to the season. And now they look like they won't even make it to the playoffs. And just a reminder 14 teams make the playoffs this year, seven teams in each, in, on each side. Like, oof, not good. Not good at all. And what's funny is in the last podcast, I was sitting here talking about how the Vikings are the class of the NFC North. Everyone is going to be chasing the Minnesota Vikings this year. It's looking like it's going to be Green Bay's to lose. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, though, 11 for 26 in, in three picks. Not Captain good. Kirk, it looks like the Vikings are, are going to be in need of a quarterback if things continue to go the way they are. Well, Dalvin but, uh, Cook only had 14 carries last week, and you're paying that man like I think it's a four-year deal on $65 million. And so today they tried to get him the ball some more, and it just wasn't working out. Yeah. But shout-out to Indianapolis. I picked them to lose because I thought that it was the Phillip Rivers curse, and I thought it was going to go down to the Indianapolis Colts trying to get a, a last-minute drive and then Phillip Rivers throwing a pick. But they ran the ball pretty well today. Shout-out to the Colts. They did. They did. So the Colts are one one. Jonathan Taylor looked pretty good and getting getting his first uh, set of carries today. And he's on my t- fantasy team, both of them. So shout out. Keep doing it, baby. All right. The Buffalo Bills, man, that train just doesn't stop right now, man. They are on fire. They keep finding a, a I let, let's let's say it like it is. Allen is a perplexing quarterback, but damn if he doesn't perform. Yeah. Well, That's last week, last week we saw his legs yeah. running around very athletic and he's so big, but man, he just continues to perform well on a weekly basis. And the bills, they already have a, a very stout defense. Like they're okay on the defensive side of the ball, but with Josh Allen, is he in his third year now in the yeah, NFL? This is third year. Third this year. is third year. He's starting to make that jump. And we all questioned him because he was that non-Power 5 quarterback, right? Every draft has that guy where you sit there and say, yeah, but he was playing against Fresno State. He was playing against San Diego State. How is he going to be able to translate at the next level? His rookie year kind of meh, you know, settling into the NFL. But the last two years, man, I tell you what, Josh Allen is the real deal, and I think he's going to be here to stay for a while. For sure. Uh, another game that had, a, I mean, the 49ers, man, a slew of injuries. And the one that, that hits the, the most is Nick Bosa left the game with a knee injury. I saw him go down. Uh, uh, I mean, they just, they have, they have too many injuries. Uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had to leave the game. Devin Mostert had to leave the game. Um, uh, Solomon Thomas had to leave the game. Like and Solomon Thomas, it seems like that injury is a, a lot worse than maybe people originally thought. So who knows what's going to happen? They already were missing a handful of players prior to then. Uh, the 49ers getting hit with this injury book big time right now. And if you're a team in the NFC West, Rams, Cardinals, and Seahawks, 
you better jump out as far ahead as this of, of this team as possible um, because if they were healthy, obviously they'd be far more competitive. But um, it looks like it looks like there's going to be three teams in the NFC West that are going to be two and zero, and the 49ers will be zero and two. Crazy. How weren't they just in the Super Bowl? They were in February, and yep. now they're going to be last in their division. That's that's just so unfortunate. It really it's also, is. It's, it's also what injuries can do, man. They could just ravage a team, man, and if, you can't you can't avoid them. That's just it, how it goes. Is this because of no preseason? I don't think so. I don't think so. I just think it's just it's just fluke injuries. Like Love. the way Nick Bos- Bosa went down today, that was just a fluke. That yeah. was a fluke. You know what I mean? So anyway, the Rams, speaking of which, uh, beat the brakes off the Philadelphia Eagles. Pretty much had control of that game from beginning to, to end. Um, they never trailed in the game. Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles are in that – they're that team in purgatory where they don't know if they should go all in or if they're in rebuild mode. You know what I mean? And that's a horrible place to be because it's like you might win a couple games to make it seem like you're going to be competitive, but in actuality, you're just you're not very good. And the Philadelphia Eagles are just not very good. And mm. Jared Goff and Tyler Higby proved that today with three touchdowns apiece. This is such a mercurial team in the NFL. Like you said, you don't know. Good word. Good word. Thank you. Thank you. They they just don't know, like you said, if they're all in or all out. A few years ago, we were talking about Carson Wentz in the race to win MVP. Mm-hmm. And then he goes down, hasn't really looked like MVP Carson Wentz uh, since then. And they have talent on the team, but the biggest holes right now is all on the defensive side of the ball. I, I said this in the last podcast, their secondary is like Swiss cheese. They just have no defensive backs. And that's why you started to see the Rams today take a lot of deep shots. Uh, one of those to Tyler Higby, a deep touchdown, Rams looked pretty solid, but I also think the, the the Philadelphia Eagles have a lot of problems. They they need a fix. Absolutely, yeah. The Rams are. I mean, the Rams have been good in this division for a while. Um, they'll probably make the playoffs again this year. They're going to be a tough out, and I mean, they, they're good on both sides of the ball. They they manage the game very very well. They have a great head coach, and so you know Sean McVay and company continue to roll on at two and zero. The Denver Broncos are another team that just keeps getting hit by the injury bug as well. Drew Locke goes down. Um, and so um, uh, Jay Driscoll comes in, does his thing. Uh, Jeff. Actually, Jeff Driscoll, sorry. Yeah, he comes in and he actually held that team together and gave him a chance to win at the end of the game. It's just, you know, Jeff Driscoll was Jeff Driscoll at the end. I'm going to be honest with you, man. And you know me, Saul. I hate the Broncos just as much as any team in the NFL. Like, I strongly dislike the Denver Broncos because they're in the same division as my L.A. Chargers. But I got to give props to the Broncos because there were a lot of times in that game today where you thought the Steelers were going to go out and just clobber them. Uh, Once Jeff Driscoll came into the game, I think the the Steelers – returned a kick or a punt uh, for a touchdown, but then it was called back. The very next play, Ben Roethlisberger fade down the sideline, Steelers score a touchdown, and they go up by um, a couple of scores, and you start to think, okay, the Steelers are going to run away with this, but the Broncos continue to make stops throughout the game, and they actually had a chance with a couple minutes left in the game. Like They could have went down the field, score, and, and won that game, so... If you're a Denver Broncos fan, I gotta you gotta be feeling pretty excited about this because while they are losing, you have to remember the average age of this team is 25 years old. Yeah, they have a lot of young players and they're still trying to 
you know, get their feet into the NFL. So Broncos fans, don't worry. Your team's going to be all right. Yeah, for sure. And the Steelers uh, moved to 2-0 and as well, beating New York Giants last week, beating the Broncos today. They haven't really played tough teams, and so uh, we'll see how that changes next week because I do believe they have to play – oh, it's a good team next week. I forgot I forgot the name, though. Um, so we'll see about that. I'm not going to go here yet. We'll go here. Uh, okay. The Ravens. Ravens take care of the Texans. Again, I feel like Baltimore is the best team in, in the National Football League right now. They got both sides of, of – they play great defense. They got a dynamic offense because you never know what you're going to get at every single level with them, whether it's running the ball and they can run it in a variety of different ways. They have a lot of different playmakers. And then defensively, they're just sound as, as always. Baltimore teams are always just a sound football team. Isn't it amazing how a team can move from one city to another and go from the Cleveland Browns to the Baltimore Ravens and simply change their identity and their complete persona and identity and DNA completely change? And now they're like a, a winning franchise, multiple Super Bowl winner. Damn, Cleveland, how bad does it suck to be you? Oof. And even and even when they're not winning Super Bowls, they always seem to be a relevant team. Yeah, in football, like always you, in the discussion. Exactly. Uh, but going back to the offense and the number of playmakers, I also got to give props to the coaches and how they have that op- offense set up. Uh, one of my favorite plays from this game was a direct snap to Mark Ingram, run down thirty-eight yards, and then he <laughs> then he goes up to the uh, Houston Texan logo and it's like roundhouse punches kick. it and then roundhouse mm-hmm. kicks it. Uh, Mark Ingram, one of my favorite players, one of my favorite running backs in the NFL, Lamar Jackson, s- still Lamar Jackson. Like on a, you have to you have to admit this guy is freaking consistent all the time, and even when all this pressure has been mounted on this guy's shoulders. He still comes through every single week. And, and I'm just, did, I'm waiting for that deep playoff run by the Ravens. I'm waiting he did, for it. He didn't even have like that amazing of a game either today, you know, and he didn't have to, he just, he played solid and that's all he had to do. And that's, that's Lamar Jackson, man. He's just one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And that's why he was the MVP last year. Uh, I actually forgot. All right. I guess I miss, um, I misread, but um, I did not do a Cardinals graphic, but the Cardinals won today. They beat the Washington football team, which is so stupid to say over and over again. Um, and they, again, they controlled the game from beginning to end. They were up 20 to nothing at the half. The Redskins made a little bit of a run in the fourth quarter, but by then it was far too late. Um, and the Cardinals won with ease going away. Uh, and Kyler Murray, man, I'll tell you what, we just talked about Lamar Jackson, but Kyler Murray is, is starting to figure out out Special. how good he really is and the way he's been able to manipulate defenses trust his speed and his and his athleticism is something to see he's just fun to watch he's just a fun dude to watch and he bailed the cardinals out a couple times they played a little sloppy um, but overall i thought the defense really got after it i thought they did a very good job especially in the first half of shutting down um Dwayne haskins who looks like he was just not very good today. Um, the whole Washington team didn't look good today. The only guy on Washington that was even worth talking about right now is Chase Young. That dude is a beast, and he's very good. Very special talent, and he's going to be one of the top defensive players in the league for many years to come. Like you said, he's a rookie, and he already looks like he belongs in the NFL. But the Cardinals, they are so fun to watch. And when we did our pre- uh, pre-week pre two picks 
Um, I picked the Cardinals just because one, it's the Washington football team. And two, I, I really love Kyler Murray. I, I think he's so fun to watch and he's just so smart. Like he gets the ball quick out of his hands. He gets, he gets the ball in places for guys to make plays. Mm-hmm. Everything is just so on point and the little details that he, that he uses is so beneficial for them. And even though he's this, this little guy, right? His feet, have you seen the way he runs? Oh, yeah. like, he doesn't stride, but his feet and the way he maneuvers, he has gears that not a lot of quarterbacks have in the NFL. And a lot of people thought this Cliff Kingsbury experiment was just going to be a complete dud right from the get-go because he had a losing record as a college quarterback and he's never coached in the NFL before. But he's got his guy because he recruited Kyla Murray yep. coming out of high school. They have a relationship that goes back seven years ago. So that bond right there between coach and quarterback is already established. And if the Cardinals continue to add pieces as they progress, I'm telling you what, the Cardinals are going to be contending for a Super Bowl here very soon. Oh, well, I know a lot of people around here would hope so, but uh, no, they, they look very good. And then uh, they have three games coming up in a row against just very bad teams. Uh, you got – the next week they got the lions then they got the panthers and then they got the new york jets and so they are set up if they do this right they're set up to have a very good start to their season which could propel them um to a, a playoff berth for the, for the first time since 2015 so we'll see how that goes all right justin I, I hate to do this but we have to go to this la chargers versus kansas city game the chargers had an opportunity hey i will say this though okay Yes, you guys blew it. Anthony Lynn, you got to go for it when it's fourth yes. and one, buddy. You just know that the chart, uh, the Chiefs were going to get that ball back and they were going to score. You have to keep going. You can't stop. You have to trust your team enough on offense. You trust the defense. You got to trust the offense, man. It's just, it's just how it goes. And then sure enough, that's what happened. But regardless, Tyrod Taylor has chest pain. He pulls a muscle in his chest or something like that before in, during warm-up, something he re-aggravated. And Justin Herbert makes his debut. Justin, hey, that kid held his own today against one of the best teams in the National Football League, and that's for damn sure. Yeah, because if I was in his position, Saul, I'd be shitting my pants. <laughs> I, I've been the backup quarterback all this time. Last week, I was the backup. This week, you had Tyrod Taylor practice as, as the starter. He didn't find – Justin Herbert didn't find out that he was starting literally right until kickoff. Yeah. Like right until kickoff. Yeah. Uh, and I was worried because I thought he was going to look a little – not scared, but look like a deer in the headlights because you're getting your – one, you're playing in a new stadium. Like this is the first time you guys have ever played a game at SoFi Stadium. And two, this is your very first NFL game, and it's against the defending Super Bowl champs. They go up by a couple of scores. I really liked the way Justin Herbert looked. He didn't look scared. He looked poised. And it, it's definitely a, a, a good sign for the future. Um, yeah, 311 yards in an NFL debut is just, it's so impressive. I was pleased. It's kind of like a bittersweet feeling because it's like, yes, the Chargers once again lose a close game, even in this shitty year that's been filled with unpleasant surprises. When I was hoping for a pleasant surprise and the Chargers are going to pull this out, they still found a way to lose that game. And this all goes on coaching. Like you said, Saul, 
it's usually Phillip Rivers losing the game or the defense losing the game. It's fourth and one. You have Patrick Mahomes on the other sideline. That is the best quarterback in the NFL. All they need is to go down the field and make a, and, and get a field goal. That kicker made a 58-yarder earlier in the game. There's no win. It's not harsh conditions. So you're putting your defense in a very tough spot when – why not rely on the kid? Rely on Justin Herbert to get you that first down, and they didn't do it. It's so disappointing, but it's going to be a fun season with Justin Herbert under center. Yeah, for sure. I, I look forward to seeing him play some more, and I actually – I'm kind of at that point where I'm like, why not just let the dude run because he looked like he was fully capable, and that's without like being the number one starter in practice. And he so. was trucking people too. Yeah, Lowered his yeah, shoulder like, a little bit. That, that Like the one linebacker that got knocked out. Damian Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Man. Um, and, and I'm going to bring this up, Justin, and, and obviously things have changed, but I did make this graphic prior to the show. But I just wanted people to know that you almost lost to a team that drafted nothing but Cowboys. Oh. And as we stand right now, you are only a point down, and you still have a player to go tomorrow night. And Russell Wilson's still playing right now on TV. So I think you've, uh, you know, you have escaped the agony of defeat because you don't want to be the first guy to lose to Raggedy Goat Mouse and Corey Williams. I'll tell you that much right now. No, because we dragged Corey all throughout the draft. And Corey was <laughs> like, so what? We them boys deal with it. I'm getting all my Cowboys. And I did not want to be that guy. Yeah, I think I, he kind of regrets it now. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, Justin, you know, uh, we were talking about Corey and Corey drafting nothing but Cowboys, which is a bad move. So don't. I think that was kind of apropos. That was um, so, Justin, you have the first one up uh, tonight. Let me pull this up for you so we can get this nice and uh, cranking for you. Oh, let me do this. Uh, but why don't you go ahead and set it up? So is this treadmill or is this oh, yeah. a guy talking? Treadmill. So this is kind of like I'm pulling a Uno reverse card here. We, we usually do. Don't. Wait, I'm sorry. No, this is not the treadmill one. This is uh, the mask guy. The mask guy. Okay. Yeah. So I'm holding my Uno reverse card for the next video. But this guy right here sitting in a restaurant, not wearing a mask. And listen, I get it. You know, if you're sitting down at a restaurant, sipping some beers, you don't want to be wearing a mask. But this guy, if you look closely, look at how much <laughs> look at how much spit is coming out of oh. this man's mouth. Oh. And and I don't even know oh. how you're able to do that. Like you have to be really emphasizing those peas. And <laughs> it, it reminds me of uh shout out to all my Disney Channel guys of uh that's so raven. There's a teacher. And that's so Raven that spits every single time that he talks. And it's like this joke every single episode that he show him. He's always like, people, 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 please. <laughs> and he's just spitting all over the front row of the class. <laughs> if you're going to spit that much, man, you got to do something about it. And you know what? If I'm a person and, and we're in a global pandemic and I see how much spit is coming out of that man's mouth, I'm going to tap him on the shoulder and be like, listen, man, no offense, but – Say it. Don't spray it. Got a got a little too much of the, of this going on. So, yeah, don't be that guy. If you're going to be spitting all the time, make sure you wear a mask. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I 
that's just so disgusting. And this makes I, me not want to go to a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I I could see that. I could see that. Um, but you know, I it's just definitely one of those things where you know you just. I don't understand people that do that. And I don't understand people that have a lack of understanding about what they're doing in a public space like that. But, you know. But what about the person sitting across from him? Oh, gross. Gross. Dude, totally gross. Are you just sitting there taking it or you got to address it, man? Yeah, you got to. My don't be that guy is actually myself. I actually came across a face swapping app the other day. I don't know if you've seen this or not. um, Where you can actually look like a celebrity. And my dumb ass... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well oh, man. let's just say uh here you go vin diesel <laughs> why do yeah. you look like every nfl defensive coordinator ever <laughs> <laughs> or like strength coach <laughs> yeah yeah, you know, it's, uh, yeah, that's just, you know, I, you know, it's so funny though, is I did, uh, Jason Momoa. <laughs> Stella's a big fan of Jason Momoa. She's like, Ooh, I wonder what you would look like with that. I look fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, I'm all tatted up. up and all buffed and stuff. I got long flowing hair. <laughs> yeah, I'm a good looking dude, man. So, uh, yeah, don't be that guy. Don't don't face swap and and act like you're something that you're not because that's just not cool, man. All right, uh, tell me something good. Final one of the night as we wrap up the show. Justin, this is your guy. Um, let me pull it up. So let's get this uh, set up here. I'm yeah, I'm always excited to to see good feel good stories. So. This woman Keep going, is, Justin. Yeah. is is short on change. She's buying diapers. She's buying other things. And her total is $25, right? Yeah. But she only has $14 in her wallet. And she's sitting there, you know, trying to pull out change. And this gentleman standing right behind her in, in this line at Target comes up and says, you know what? Listen. I got it. This woman's car declined. She doesn't have that much money in her wallet. This guy said, you know what? I'm going to help you out. How much is it? I will take care of it. It's no problem. Because I know some people who have been in that moment, and it's a little embarrassing. Yeah, uh, but, but for this man to say, listen, I got it. It's okay. That is just so good. We definitely need to see things like that more often and what has been an absolute terrible year, but uh, somebody questioned why is that person behind them recording? Like, are they just recording everything every minute out of the day? Like what, how did they get their hands on the video? Well, that was actually a social experiment uh, put on by target. And that person recorded them, saw that man pay for the person who didn't have enough money. And they actually gave that man $200. Now, Well, that's cool. I didn't know that. Do the right thing because honestly, you just, you never know who is watching, but you should always do the right thing when no one is watching because that's the definition of integrity. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. No, that's a good story to share, Justin. Uh, I appreciate you uh, sharing that. That's a, 
I mean, that's that's powerful stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Just preach patience. Um, anyway, so yeah, uh, that was that was a good one. And uh, yeah, do the right thing, man. And I, do, I, my good, my don't be, or I'm sorry, my tell me something good this week um, is kind of in memory of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, RBG, who lost her life this uh, this week. And uh, I mean, this woman fought for everything she believed in. She tried to uphold her values in the Supreme Court. She's legendary. She's a great role model for not only um, us as Americans, but also uh, every single woman out there. Um, one of the first justices to be on the Supreme Court as a female. And um, obviously, with the climate the way it is in this country and the different things that are going on, there's just so much angst and apprehension about what's about to happen. And the vote coming up on November 3rd just got that more, that much more significant, right? What I want to tell people is it's hard to have faith sometimes when you see, you know, bad thing after bad thing after bad thing after bad thing happen, right? But I, I'm a firm believer that good will always prevail over evil. And whether you think people are evil or not, um, or if you agree with them or you don't agree with them, whether they're Democrats or Republicans or whatever, I think the true nature of humanity will ultimately rise up and come through. At least I'm hopeful for it. And I think that's the way she led her life is that she wanted to show people that you can be good and that there is more good out there in the world than there is bad. And her decisions in the court often led to that. And so, you know, I, I just want to say thank you to her um, and everything she meant to, to, to this country and um, to all the people out there that were huge fans of hers. Um, she led by example and she did it as good as anybody could hope. And so for that, um, that is my tell me something good. So um, with that being said, that is another episode of the Total BS Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Justin, tell them where they can find us. Man, you know where to find us. But let me <laughs> remind you all, subscribe on YouTube. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook. Check out Twitch because we always do the live video stream and we're all on all video streaming platforms. And also for Wednesday podcast and the Sunday podcast, subscribe to Total BS on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We are everywhere. Just search Total BS Podcast. And when you see this ugly mug and that man's beautiful face, then hit that subscribe button. Dope. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. We called you beautiful, and it just like went right over his head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, once again, thanks to Marissa and Jemmy for joining us today. Uh, if you need a good rider, she's out there for hire. Hire her. There you go. Um, so we will see you next time. Peace. Your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just part of the program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You're not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us. Yo, your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us.